0: And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Then there was one. Yeah, we have one team moving on in the Ivy Leagues into the NCAA tournament. Congratulations to the Princeton Tigers. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, TomBartonSports at Gmail.com. You want to get in touch with me and go check me out at my YouTube channel. It's Tom Barton Sports, of course. Guys, well, look, the weekend was great. Uh, You watched Yale get put in front by the entire national media. I've been talking about this for weeks. Every time you looked up, it was Yale moving on. It was an easy thing to do. Princeton was at home, and I think home court really, really paid dividends for them. I think everything that Princeton came to was because of their home court this year. That is not a slight. That is just giving you reality. Yale... Uh, was probably the better team. Penn was the hotter team. Penn ran into, as hot as they were, they ran into Princeton on their own court, right, for two games, and that's was was their undoing. This is where we now look at Princeton, and you're not sure what to look at them moving forward. I'm going to break down their game with Arizona. Look, a number two against a 15 seed, you're already expected to be big. The spread's 15 and a half. You're already expecting Arizona it was 28-6 this year. Tommy Lloyd takes this team to, to win and to crush Princeton. But can Princeton pull one of those miracle upsets? We've seen it happen before. Is that this Princeton team? You know, immediately right away, I talk to people from the Ivy League. They go, well, they're not even the best team in the league. Okay. I could sort of agree with that. I could see where you could say that Yellow's is better and playing on a neutral court. They win that game. Uh, Sure. They weren't even the hottest team in the league. Again, sure, you could definitely argue that Penn was a hotter team. Maybe they would have given Arizona a better nightmare matchup. Although I do think, by the way, if Yale was here, I think Yale gets a 14 seed. Uh, Princeton has its holes. But Princeton also just won three games in a row. Their toughest three games of the year, you could argue, uh, as far as competition goes. An overtime game against a red-hot-streaking eight-win-in-a-row Penn team. Then they had to play them again, right? Another uh, game, and then they had to go take on Yale for the championship. So they are, they they certainly have momentum. They have to have their confidence as well. That's pretty huge, okay? Princeton won 28 games this year. Let's not make like, you know, they backed into this thing. Right, They, they won 21 games. Mitch Henderson did a great job, great job. So they're gonna be in the South region, okay? They're going to be on court uh, in Sacramento, and this is going to be the Thursday game. For anybody that's looking for them, um, let's break it down. You know, I'll break down Arizona here for you and and, and intertwined in that. I'll tell you how I I think Princeton can defend them, how, how they can utilize their offense, and what I think is going to happen here. You look at where Tommy Lloyd came from. He came from Gonzaga, right, 20 years under him, Um, they hire him away. Clearly he learned quite a few things. Arizona was very good this year. Very, very good this year. Uh, When he starts to take over two years ago, Arizona was in a good spot, but it doesn't matter. 61 and 10 is still 61 and 10 over two years. Arizona is a dynamic force. And we've watched them fail on the big stage in certain spots, certainly last tournament, yes. We've watched them fail on the big stage against UCLA when they were healthy this year, yes. I get that. Four of their top five scores, though, are from overseas, so they play a different brand of basketball. That can drive teams crazy, okay? Guy has almost 20 points per game. Ballo has uh, 14 points per game. Uh, kid from Sweden, Larson, has 10 points a game. Uh, Krilsen has 10 points a game. I mean, they have all of the, these guys that are playing that European style. This is where I think Princeton can, can be helped out the Ivy League is filled with that sort of basketball, right? You don't see a lot of running and dunking and, and uh, the, the crazy, uh, you know, one-man show. In, you just don't see that, generally speaking, in the Ivies. So I think that, that they can take advantage of that with that European mindset, at least, and the, this Arizona team being a European mindset type of team. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I will say this, look. Arizona ranks 10th overall in Ken Palm, and a lot of people just live and die by Ken Palm. I don't, but they're 10th overall, right? They are fourth in adjusted efficiency, 41st in defensive efficiency. They don't have uh, many downgrades, we'll say. Princeton, they're 112th. 103rd offensive efficiency, 137th defensive efficiency. That's a problem, okay? That's a problem, but they do have... A point forward, and we talk about point guard play a lot here. They do have a point forward leads a t- that that he leads a team in uh, assists, he leads a team in points. To me, he's he's the best player that's going to be on the floor. That's including Arizona's team. He can take over, or does Arizona put all their b- eggs in their basket, which I think they do, and just try to shut him down completely. Right? I mean, I just try to completely shut him down. The Ivy leagues were good this year, middle of the pack as far as RPI goes. Actually, you know. 15th best out of 33. So better than middle of the pack as far as the RPI. It's not like this was a walkover conference. Like I just said, Princeton took on three really tough teams in a row. Uh, three, three games in a row, two teams in a row. Really? Okay? But Princeton, the rest of their schedule was nothing good. That's why people aren't giving them any credit. They didn't have a lot of a good games on their schedule, but the last three were dynamic. The last three were really dynamic. So that makes some sense to me. They are a slower team as far as, you know, you turn around and you go. They don't take a lot of shots, but they convert a lot of shots. They have a really high shooting percentage. That puts pressure on a team like Arizona if Princeton is able to dictate pace. I don't know if they will be able to, but if they do. Now, they do love to toss up their threes. We understand they're 51st in the country at uh, three-pointers per game, but they don't make them with the efficiency that they do make their two-pointers. So is Arizona going to dare you to take those threes, right? Are they going to dare you? Now, Arizona's fantastic defensively, top 35 in the country inside and in the paint. But you know what? They can give up some rebounds. They can get uh, beaten on the outside. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to make a case for Princeton that few people are making. All of a sudden, right? Arizona likes to go inside. Okay, well, you know what? Inside's perfectly fine for Princeton as well. That's perfectly fine for them. Princeton defensively, right, they like to be underneath. They enjoy it. They rank top 30th underneath the basket. So if Arizona is hell-bent on getting the ball underneath and playing in close and trying to bully ball Princeton, Princeton's going to efficiently take their time, pick their spots, and then every now and then hit you with a three. And if they could get hot from three, guys, if they could go crazy and get hot from three, yeah, absolutely, I think Princeton could stay in this game. Like I said, spread's like 15, 15 and a half, depending on where you're looking. I think they can keep this close. Now, a lot of people are going to look at the the Wildcats and they're going to go, look, this team has covered three out of the last 16 tournament appearances. They're a bad tournament team. It is a new coach, right? So I think we have to look at that. And you have to look at style of play and who Princeton is. The public will not back Princeton. It's not going to back Princeton, not because they don't like Princeton. It's not going to back Princeton because they don't know Princeton. It's not going to back Princeton because generally speaking, all they watched on the TV for the last month has been Yellow's the best team in the Ivy League. They've watched that from my analyst that took the easy way out. So you're going to watch an inflated line. To me, this is, this is a 10-point game, right? I mean, this should be a 10-point game. But the line is up to 15-and-a-half because it's Arizona, because it's a two seed against a 15, because Princeton shouldn't be here in a lot of circles. I get that. But when you look at straight efficiency, I like the efficiency. I like the underneath play. I like the defense under the basket. I think Princeton can cause some headaches here. I don't think I'm putting Princeton ahead in my brackets, but I think Princeton can cause some headaches and cause some headaches for Arizona in a big way if they get hot from three. If they get hot from three, guys... I may be talking to you next week about Princeton moving on if they can get hot from three. If they don't get hot from three, I think it's a close game. It's a good game. And a good showing from the Ivy League would be fantastic for this conference. All right, guys. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the conference. Uh, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Yeah, what do you think of a final score? People are always asking me for final scores. Uh, I'll, I'll give you I'm a decent score, 71-61. Arizona, unfortunately, upends Princeton.